Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Talking Ship. Get on board with two cruise directors as we share our stories from the sea, discussing everything from cruise ships to friendships to relationships. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave a review and subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. As always, just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are ours and do not reflect the views of our employers. Welcome back, everybody. Hello and welcome to episode two of Talking Ship. I am Joey. I'm Gendo. And we are very thankful and appreciative of everybody who has listened to the podcast so far. We were overwhelmed by the response, weren't we? Yeah, it's been a wild four days since the podcast was published. Uh, we posted on a couple of different uh, avenues and we've got over 2,000 downloads so far, which is far and surpassed all of our expectations. So we really want to say thank you to everyone for the feedback and for reaching out on multiple different platforms. We're going to keep all of your input involved and hopefully continue to help grow the podcast into what you guys want to hear. Definitely. It was amazing. And as well as being available on all your podcast platforms. We are now available on iHeartRadio, which is very exciting for me because it means I am on the same platform as one of my idols, my heroes, Kelly Raspberry. (laughs) Kelly Raspberry is on, is it the radio station? Yeah, she's on 106.1 KISS FM and has been on Kid Craddock Morning Show for I don't know how long. I've listened to her since I was like a kid in high school or elementary. And the fact that you are obsessed with Kelly Raspberry, like I am, it's just, I feel like I've fulfilled my days. It just makes me laugh. And the other dream would be now to get recognition from Jim Adler, the Texas, the Texas Hammer. <laughs> that would be that would be my Texas dreams complete. Yeah, done and dusted. Love well, it. you also completed one of the other Texas dreams this week by going to a Texas Rangers game where they actually won. Yes, I got to see the Rangers win at baseball yeah. this week. I've been three times. Yeah. The first two times were awful. Yeah, which is why yesterday the real draw wasn't actually going to the game to watch the guys, but to eat the dollar hot dogs instead. But it was a po- positive surprise whenever the dollar hot dogs were good, and so were the actual players. Yeah, we saw uh, we saw three home runs. Yep. They had fireworks in the stadium, which yeah. was dangerous and unnecessary, but we move on. And well, we Texas, ate... we don't care about safety. <laughs> True that. <laughs> we also ate seven hot dogs. My target was ten. But we had to stop at seven. No, yeah, you took your ten dollars in there, and it, you just you fell a little bit short. It was a lot, but great day out at the ball game. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was really good. And what else have we done this week? We've also bought, bought a, a pool. Swimming, we bought a swimming pool. Yeah, a paddling pool. Uh, yeah, it's not an actual swimming pool. It's just like one of those blow up ones you get on Amazon. But it's really cool because it's got a bench, and the dog can get in it with us. Do you call them paddling pools? No, we do not. What do you call we, them? We blow up pool. Okay. Sweet. So yeah, we got to blow up pool in the backyard now um, to keep this Englishman cool because he thinks he's gonna melt. It's very very hot. It is pretty warm, but oh. it was we. It wasn't that bad this weekend. We're in the midst of breaking another. Every time I seem to come to Texas, we are always breaking records with weather. Weather. Like yeah. I was once here when it was the coldest time in Texas in yeah, the history the of the world. Yeah, the big freeze in Texas of 2021. And we're about to break a record of the most consecutive days over a hundred degrees. Yeah. Well, look at you just I making know. splashes. Learning it, learning it. <laughs> and it was hot. It wasn't too hot on Saturday when we had our engagement party. Yeah, we got engaged back in February when we were in Dublin in England. Um, we got to kind of celebrate a little with his family and friends there, but we hadn't got a chance to do with my parents yet. And my family, so my parents threw us a nice little engagement party and it was beautiful. All of our friends and family were there from my side. And uh, there was a lot of people that actually got to meet Joy for the first time. Yeah, that was fun. Which was, thank God he's a cruise director because he had all sorts of bits and can do well in a social setting. Otherwise, that was, 
I mean, it was like, what, like 85 people or so yeah. that you had to go around and, and mix and mingle with. And I kind of left you because I also hadn't seen half these people in five years. It was good though. And the only reason I had to do some entertaining was because some people thought I was from different parts of England, which then I had to then do the accent of that part of England. So you could so say So they know were. the difference between them. But just to clarify, um, because when you said that where we got engaged, mm-hmm. you said, obviously in Dublin. Right, we got engaged in Dublin and then we went back to England. Yes, Sorry, it yeah. did sound like you said Dublin, Dublin England. England. No, I'm not. I'm not geographically my, challenged yeah. that bad. No, you know that Dublin is where. I know that Dublin is not in England. Where is it? Ireland. <laughs> Very good. I was Don't ask you, in north or south. I, I, was, no I, I was hoping you were going to say Scotland or something. Oh, gosh, a, a no. Joke. But that really did make me nervous. Don't worry. But yeah, so we had a lovely engagement party. We had a very busy week. We ate some dollar hot dogs. We bought a swimming pool. And we pool. launched a successful one episode of a podcast. And, and here we are trying to continue it on with all sorts of topics that you guys want to hear about. And from the feedback we've got, we kind of wanted to keep the ball rolling in the cruise direction because we know a lot of y'all probably are tuning in for that. So, uh, Joey, delve into our topic for today. Well, like you said, we asked for some feedback. A lot of people wanted crazy stories. Mm-hmm. The thing is with these podcasts is the crazy stories will naturally come in from all different types of subjects. Correct. So I thought it'd be good to start off with a subject, maybe a little bit about like our jobs, but from a different viewpoint. So I went with five things that we did not know about being a cruise director. All right, yeah, and we made we each made a list. Mm-hmm. But we have not told each other what's on the list. Nope. So we'll see if any of them are the same or if they are different. Who do you want? Do you want to start? Uh, I can start if you want. Lay it on me. Okay. What was the first thing you didn't know about being a cruise director before becoming a cruise director? I, I've gone with number one exposure. Okay, elaborate. So, uh, I don't mean like exposing yourself, which it sounds a little I mean, bit like as I mean, an Englishman, exposure to the sun is exposure to the sun <laughs> detrimental, for sure. Um, no, I, exposure like as being like well known on the ship, like all the guests knowing who you are, all the mm. crew knowing who you are. Yeah, I wasn't quite ready for that side of it. The amount I, of exposure, like yeah. The, I guess the demand of people wanting your attention and stuff. Yeah, I'd say so because if you've not been on a cruise before, obviously there's a lot of people. The, the yeah. cruise is different lengths, and everyone tends to know who you are because you do announcements, you do a lot of the entertainment. And I remember my first time I covered as a cruise director. I was on the ship as a host mm-hmm. and then the week and then I took over on the week so I'd said goodbye to the guests as a host and then the next lot of guests I was the cruise director and just I was I felt like I was doing the same things felt like I was being the same me but just like you couldn't even walk down the promenade without being seen and people wanting to talk to you people wanting your time yeah it's just a different like it's an it's an elevation in I mean, responsibility, but also, like, who you are to them. So, because you're the one that they see in their eyes leading everything, yes, the hosts are very much involved in all the fun, but you're kind of the one that's that's the head of it, the spearheading all the fun. So, it's just, like, you're the you're the it, the it guy, if you will. So, it, make, it definitely, again, I can see the, the shift, for sure, whenever, like, I was a host to be going into a cruise director. Um, you could say one thing as a host, and then you could like do a line dance class as a host. And as soon as you become a cruise director, the participation levels are higher. The amount of people that show up, the amount of people that want to get involved, it all just changes just by having that one title. So I think that yeah, exposure um, can definitely be a, a shock for for sure. The 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 time that I find it the best mm-hmm. is with the kids. So like if I'm if a kid hears me speak, they will 
they'll know my voice from the announcements and stuff and they'll be like looking yeah. at you like oh, I know your voice yeah they, so they always cute. go they always go that's the girl that goes bye yeah. and then the kids look at you and they're like mm, I don't know if that's that and then all you do is say that that little like I always go look at them I go bye and the kids immediately are like oh, that's the lady yeah. so that's really cute but yeah so I would say I wasn't ready for the quite the exposure whether it's going out in ports and people talking to you or I mean even at the back of the baseball game the other night after yeah. the baseball game, two people came up to us and were like, oh my God, well, they came up to you. <laughs> and they were like, oh my, we were on a cruise with you a couple of weeks ago. And it's happened before in airports yeah. and all sorts with us. Especially in Texas. I don't know if it's because like, I think maybe like the Southern nature, but I was in Starbucks one time and I went and I placed my order at Starbucks at the drive-thru and I didn't say my name. They didn't say anything. I was like, yeah, I wanted just a skinny little latte with cinnamon on top. And I came around and I, the lady opened the window and she goes, you're Kindle Fire. And I was like, I am. And she was like, oh my gosh, you were my cruise director. And it wasn't based off of my, you know, coffee order, although it is the same on everywhere I go. Um, it was just the, my voice. And because she heard it through like the PA system of the drive-thru, she recognized it. Maybe I said bye. Who knows? But yeah. I just think it's, I always say on ships, it's famous for a week. And, yeah. But that's how I like it. Just a week. Yeah. With the people that are just on that ship. Yeah. But yeah, exposure was my first one. What have you put? Uh, mine was like a bit more about actual, like res- like the ship responsibilities as far as safety. Um, the last person off the ship. So in case anything ever happens, like our safety responsibility is we have to make the last announcement of the ship's existence. I have actually put, my next one was the respons- the safety responsibility. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. We're, we're I mean, it's not like a lot that we have to like know and do and stuff. You have to know the procedures of it all, but you physically, because you have to make all the announcements for any of the safety procedures, especially in the event or, you know, knock on wood, if the ship ever has to be abandoned, you make the final announcement. The captain says abandoned ship, but then there's still those other announcements afterwards that you have to say. Yeah, I didn't realize this until I was, when I got promoted to cruise director and I was on a ship, we were doing a safety briefing. Yeah. And it was one of our Italian captains and he was quizzing me on what uh, life raft I was in and I told him he was like that is alright it's a me and you Joey I was like like, what (laughs) he was like me and you till the end no and I was like no no I don't want that thanks but yeah so I found out the hard way sounds like your name is Captain Mario Mario (laughs) we're driving the golf cart the the life aboard the life aboard the yeah, I think I was. I think I was in. Sorry, yeah, no, I think I was in a handover. Whenever they told me that, and they were like, "Don't worry, you'll be with all the Italians. You'll be the one surviving because they'll have all the life-saving equipment and all the radios." And so at least that gave me a little bit of peace of mind. But yeah, that was that was very shocking to know that we were not like we were in the last ones, and we don't even go into a lifeboat. We go into a life raft. Mm-hmm. The little ones, the but little as well, ones. it's strange that like out of everybody on the cruise ships, probably I would say, especially in my case, the biggest idiot. The biggest joker, <laughs> the biggest class clown is yeah. me, and I, like the responsibility is crazy. Well, and like, and it's almost like it's um, like a two sided of coin, like two sides of a coin. Like one side is you have to be the person that's like telling everybody have so much fun, da da da. But then also you're responsible for no, no, you can't leave the ship yet. You have to wait your turn. So it's it, they put you in both positions. Mm-hmm. And how are they supposed to listen to the person that's the like you said the biggest joker on the ship? We will nah, see. We will abandoned see. ship. He's yeah. just Jake in the chain. We once I once had to do a very serious announcement on April the first. Oh, I bet that was and a joke. all the crew thought it was me just doing a. An uh, April Fool's April joke. Fool's joke. I was like, no, no, no this no, is real. This is serious. Yeah. But yeah, so that yeah, I would say that's a the safety responsibility, definitely. Yeah. 
I said that it could be quite lonely as a cruise director. I didn't realize that being in that position, I mean, you're constantly surrounded by people, but you don't have that same camaraderie because you're kind of, you're not a team of one, but you're no longer in the team. You're, you're the, the, not the captain of the team even. You're the one that has to manage it. So you're not really having a whole lot of people that are working as your peers side to side. You have your entertainment director who kind of helps, but it does get lonely for such an exposed position. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree, I agree with that. I think I've I've been looking to have entertainment directors that I really got on with, and I know, oh, I know yeah, you have as for well. Sure. But I, you're right, the difference between being a host and having the team around you where you're all on the same level and yeah. go out and socialise together and stuff like that. You yeah, you got to separate yeah, work and play. And it, but it's, it's weird because you can get quite lonely, but you're always surrounded by lots and lots of people. It's exactly. It's strange and, and like watching other people be able to kind of like have, like the great, like when they're off the clock, they can like go out and they can walk around the ship and they can just have like that downtime. Whereas if we ever go out and about around the ship, you're still working. So it's never, it's never that you really get to relax and unwind until you finally step off the ship and sign off. So in that time, you can't really become yourself and like react and interact with people like you would on a one-on-one basis. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So and not that I'm in a dark place, but it, there has been times where you're definitely like, Oh man, I just want to go out and hang out with all my friends. But you can't hang out with all your friends because sometimes they're your coworkers and your sub, your your host that you're in charge of. It's a fine line you got to walk for sure. It is, it is. But what else did you have? You still have lots of fun, can't you? Oh, of course. Um, I've put the next one emails. Oh yeah, the, I I also put back of house the amount of the amount that goes into back of house rather yeah. than just like checking an email or creating a schedule. Because when you're a host, you see the cruise director doing all the fun stuff, and then the amount of stuff back of house. And yeah. Just for there is stuff that you have to do, which I understand, and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. like entering people into safety positions and doing all that stuff and doing observations and but the amount of emails is it blows my mind sometimes. It's it's especially hard, especially in the day and age that we have now, where the cruise director is on the floor more than ever because of the expectation of the guests, which I would much rather do. I would rather be out on the floor, like walking around, going to the dining rooms and stuff like that, and just like saying hello when we have the time to. But the more and more emails you have to check is the less and less time you have on the floor. And so it's it's definitely a balancing act to try and find when you're going to go and check those emails because sometimes it's in 12 o'clock at night when you finish a deck party, you have to go through uh, emails that are super important to, in order to know what you're doing the next day. So I've done two I once did an experiment where I didn't check emails all day. Oh my God, that's, I call, uh, my I, skin started itching immediately. I, I called it an experiment. Well, I, I just didn't check any emails. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, why haven't you checked emails? I was like, well, I'm doing an experiment. So, that's, in, okay, so 20, for- in 24 hours, I received 192 emails. I once went for dinner. I was away from the computer for an hour after clearing my inbox. And I came back to 78 emails. That's so it's it's but in a lot of it just like CC'd stuff like we're for some because we're we help with like revenue and whatnot on ships we we get CC'd in a lot of emails that aren't really pertinent to our our day to day operations that you have but you have to know what they are so you have to go through and look at them to delete them so you know you're not just deleting things blindly. I think we're actually cruisers are CC'd into every single email sent in the cruise industry. <laughs> All emails across the entire industry. I love you. I think that that's not. Exactly it's, correct. That's what it feels like. Listen, it's wait till you wait till like. you get a hotel director inbox because that is a place that I would never want to visit. No thanks. Yeah, the back of the house. In addition to the emails, the schedules, the 
all the things you got to fill out, the survey, the observations, like you're saying, risk assessments. There's there's a lot that goes into it. What else you got? Um, I said, because like whenever we're hosts, everything feels very competitive to get into the position of like cruise director or entertainment director. I said, I, I thought I was going to feel a lot more competitive once I was in the position of cruise director amongst my peers then, right? Because you're, you're host to your peers where you're promoted. And I was surprised. Other cruise, other cruise director. Okay. I was surprised by how competitive it wasn't. Like I was surprised that the cruise directors, whenever I came in back in 2018, I didn't feel like everyone was competing to to push each other around, like to be the number one. I felt like it was much more like a camaraderie relationship rather than a competitive relationship. So people not, might not realize that there is a like a a ranking system through feedback. Um, what are they called? TGM. Yeah. Oh, review, are your surveys? Yeah, the surveys. So yeah. guests get sent surveys. They rate all the different aspects of the ship, one mm-hmm. of the, which is the cruise rates entertainment, stuff like that. Sure. So that's there is a ranking system, but so many different things affect that. Exactly. And I don't think you realise that when you're a host as well, how many different things affect that. Yeah. So it's always saying, I'm, I'm top five. But yeah. It, there's loads of different factors. Yeah, it could be itineraries. It could be something that happened on that cruise, that voyage, that week. And, uh, it's, it's just, I think that, and especially after we had our conference this year, I've, I feel like our set of cruisers we have right now is even more cohesive and like more like I have a team now again, like I've got peers that are of the same level of me that I feel like I can lean on in in the event I needed them. And, uh, it is a competitive nature that I feel like the guests sometimes like, Oh, you're my, you're my top three cruise directors, like so-and-so. And And sometimes I feel like they, they almost try and pit us against each other, but I always just try and make sure that they know as well as, you know, our, our peers know that it's not a competition. It's just, you know what I do? What? If anyone says, if any guests come up to me and say, Oh, I've sailed with, so they say, I've sailed with Kindle. She's amazing. I always just say, she's awful. <laughs> she's the worst person. You have no idea how fake she's being. She is awful. I say that about everybody. Why? Just, just hammer it down. Why? Double down on it. That's the key. Oh, another good one is. I, I think that that's absolutely horrific, and I really hope that you're joking. <laughs> I, of course, I'm joking. Yeah, I hope so, because that sounded horrible. That would be funny, though. No. We should all start doing that. Absolutely not. Oh, he's, he's the worst. Oh my god, no! Do not do that. I think the guests do drive a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. but I think as well because. Like you said, when you're a host, it does kind of, it is quite competitive. Yeah, you, to get to the position of cruise director entertainment or an elevated position, you obviously there is a lot of people in a very few positions to get to. Mm. So I think that's that's where why I said whenever I came into the cruise director, I thought it would be more competitive. But once you're there, it's a lot less competitive and it's more, my, I'm, I'm less focused on where I fall in, in the rankings and more worried about, you know, how or why the guests rated a certain way because I want to make sure that I'm delivering the best experience each week. Less competitive with each other and more competitive with myself. Yeah, no, that's good. That's the way to do it. What else did you have on your list? Um, I've gone with the next one, dancing. Oh yeah, you love to dance, don't you, Joe? Mm, not really. So, coming up as a host, I spent a lot of time in the comedy club which meant I didn't spend loads of time doing the big dance parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I think I got away with it a little bit. and What, was... not dancing? I mean, I would I would do the dancing, but that just kind of hide and play the fool. Oh yeah, but, but then you can't really do that whenever no. you're up on Lido deck teaching the dances. Yeah, I mean, I have because we have to teach dance. I've messed up a lot of dances. 
like telling people wrong moves and yeah but then it's like the joey remix just (laughs) all my hosts looking at me just shaking their heads like that's not it do you ever just look at one of your hosts and say like the song starts and i used to always look at uh, keegan shout out to keegan for being my my stepmaster i would literally be like is it do i go to the right or left first because i would always forget that if and once you do that first step for me once I go the first step, I always get it after that. But I would look at Keegan, I'd be like, Keegan, he'd be like, right, Kendall, it's to the right, slide to the right, slide had, to the right. Every single team I've been in, I've had one. <laughs> My first one, first time I ever covered, um, you know, Brett. Yeah. So Big Brett. Big Brett. Brett yeah. is about 12 feet tall. And, I, and one of the dancers, and I said to him, can you just make sure, just point me in the right direction for these dancers. But obviously he's huge. Yeah. So he stood right in front of me. So he basically covered you up. So like eye contact, I'm stood on a bench. We're making eye contact. It was ridiculous. But yeah, you always need it. If I have a good dancer in my team, I'm set. I yeah. can just put all, I've had a few really good dancers in my team, yeah. so I can just throw them. Yeah, throw dancing, them the I, didn't, I didn't struggle too much with dancing, but I had a, a dance background. But like, because in England, we don't have line dances at all. Yeah, no, in like Texas. The first, first time I saw the wobble, I presumed that everyone had got together before the cruise, organised this dance, sent videos to each other, learnt the dance, and this was it. Oh like some gosh. sort of flash mob. Yeah, no, no. It's I had just... to have like private lessons I had to have like private lessons for the Wobble, the Cupid Shuffle, and I see I can't even name them. But yeah, so the dancing, I knew that I would have to do it. Yeah. But I didn't quite. You didn't expect the. I wasn't ready for it. That's that's fair. No, I was I was prepared for that. What else did you have? Um, my last one is changing clothes. The ridiculous amount of times we have to change clothes. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I expected it, but then again, I'm, I am like, I also enjoy it, so it's not something that was shocking, but it was the amount of things that could get scheduled in one day that required uh, outfit changes, I think is what really got me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think my record for like a Halloween cruise is probably maybe seven or eight changes in the day. Oh yeah, because you got to do, it's not just like, you got to do your evening stuff and then you got to also change into the next costume, yeah. which isn't just a normal change. And then, yeah, CDs are usually notoriously the the one where people always come up, okay, Kendall, this is outfit number what? Five. This is outfit number what? Seven. This is outfit number what? 27. <laughs> Average, I think, for a CD for me is probably five. Yeah, I think that's fair. Your, your morning activities, uh, potentially a change between that and a presentation, and you do... Uh, like a Lido event, you've got to change after that, do your afternoon stuff, change after that. If you go to the gym, I don't know who he is, but ain't me. Um, and then elegant <laughs> night and then deck party. Yeah, that's at least seven outfits. I think... I, and yeah. My favorite outfit to put on, though, is my PJs. That's outfit number eight. Do you count that one? That's <laughs> I, good that you count that I one. I do. Yeah, I'd say five five changes of clothes and then two changes of underwear throughout the cruise. What? Hang on, wait, sorry, I, I totally zoned out. Did you just say underwear? <laughs> no, I've changed underwear more than twice a cruise. At least three. And but you, that's my five. Oh, that was your five. I Exposure, think, responsibility, emails, dancing, and changing clothes. I only had one more, and it was, um, it's a bit more sentimental. I just, I, because I grew up on ships, and like I knew that, like the moments you can make, and obviously I hold all my memories very dear to me, but I think just being in the position, the impact that you have on people, and how how close you can get to the guest in like a, a very friendly manner and how like impactful they are not only you to them but also them to you. I've got so many guests that I have made like really good friends with that I've stayed in touch and are really vested in not only just like cruising with me but also my success as a cruise director. And I just I can't believe that that was just an impact of again hosting a line dancing class or doing a game show. It's just it's that's something that I will forever be grateful for the job for but I, as when you come into it you think it's Again, it's it's about the elevated position, the, the glitz and the glam. You see, like the the cool parts of the job. But I think that 
the the impact you can have on people is truly the biggest um, blessing, but also something that I just didn't expect it to go as deep as it did. Yeah, I think although same as that, same as that answer, I didn't expect it to go as deep as <laughs> yeah, I did. Just you're right, tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wipe those tears away, darling. Listen, stop! I could name my best friends. I, listen, I've got so many. I think although my some of my five may sound like I'm complaining, I am well aware that these things are. This job is amazing. Yeah, and exactly. You're right. The if the worst thing about our day is that we have to change eight times exactly. to go and dance on Lido and exactly. have a party with 4,000 guests, it's a pretty good day. But I think the the impact, it's a weird one because you don't, sometimes you don't even know and then they'll email, they'll send a message to you on yeah. social media and just like tell them the reason they were sailing was that they might have lost someone. It was the first time they sailed without them or you never know what people's days are going like and, yeah. you know, just a stupid little joke in an elevator yeah gives them a smile on the face and it, it is yeah it is very very special and it is real and that's that's again we us i think that's the one thing i know that from a knowing you for five years and also working with you and seeing how you work the genuine interactions that we have are just that they're they're so genuine which is why whenever you ha- hear those impacts it just it makes you feel real special that you get to do this for a living yeah and i always say like you, on vacation everyone's the best version of themselves yeah. because no one goes on vacation wanting to have a terrible time so it's, yeah, it's important just to, just to have a good time. Yeah. It's just amazing. And that's what it's about, being a cruise director. Exactly. So if you are looking to be a cruise director, if you are uh, on that journey, those are five things that we did not know. Well, 10 things really. Well, yeah. I don't know. Because I'm overlap. But Eight yeah. They're, they're some of the things that we did not realise. Yeah. Uh, was cruise, cruise director, but it is one of the best jobs in the world. The best. I mean, this is... You haven't done many other jobs, but yeah, no, of the, I've, of I've, the jobs that you've done. Yeah, this is my first job outside sure. of being a secretary for my dad whenever I was in elementary school. That sounds awful. <laughs> sounds awful. There, you go. there you have it then. So that was today's topic. Five things we did not know about being a cruise director. Uh, and now, Kendall, I would like to discuss the porthole. Oh boy, we're back to the porthole. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> so I understand that we cannot call the podcast inside my porthole. I'm glad you've come to reason and to terms with that. It is immature, it's childish, and it's irresponsible, is what you told me. So, <laughs> what I would like to do is I would like to have a segment at the end of each podcast mm-hmm. where we invite a special guest to join us inside the pothole. Okay, I like that. So, I'll reach out to different crew members. Okay. And if they've got like a question they want to ask, or if they've been, say they've been on a ship with us, and they remember a crazy time and they want us to talk through that crazy time. Yeah, share stories with us because Lord knows I forget because yeah. I got a brain of a goldfish. And I sometimes either embellish stories <laughs> or completely forget them. And there's, no. been so, there's been so many. So I think it'd be a good one. So we'll call it Inside the Porthole. I was a fan of Inside My Porthole. But no, Inside the, the Porthole the is porthole. much better and they can join us. No one is... Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna say join us in inside the porthole. Inside the porthole, yeah, yeah, that's good. So I'll reach out to some people. I'll get some. We can do it like as a voice note. Yeah. And so you can hear them on, and they can ask their question, or if they've got a funny story or something like that, and uh, I'll yeah. start doing that. And if that works, then eventually we can even open it up to guests because guests have always got really funny stories as well. Correct. But that'll that'll take time. I'm technologically challenged as is. We'll have to see how that goes. But I like that idea. Okay, I'm, I'm in. You've got the green light. Start reaching out to people. Excellent. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, if you want us on social media, Kindle, what's your social media? Um, uh, Kindle Fire on Instagram. And I am joy.boys, B-O-Y-E-S. Yes. And if you want 
If you work with us, then you know where we are. Yeah, if you know, if you're looking for us for work business, for other work things, you can find us where you need to find us. But otherwise, you guys, thank you again for listening. This is our second episode. Hopefully more to come. Um, we're enjoying our vacation and time off, but we are really enjoying this as well. So come back and see us next time. But until then, bye. Cheerio. Okay, bye. And Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <laughs>